Praise God on today, my brothers and Welcome to Truth Turn Up Podcast. A podcast that strives and prays that the unadulterated, uncompromised, and unparalleled Word of God will be given to you in simplicity, that it may be applied unto your life and to every situation you find yourself in to see that Jesus Christ is the answer. He's the answer to all things, not some things. It is just a matter of renewing your mind, getting a divine revelation of spiritual principles which have long been buried, which have long been discarded, and which have long been decided to no longer be of use in this generation, in this time, and in this age. But we know that we live in a culture that is constantly eroding. We knew we know we live in a culture that has decided to live partially with God when needed and not fully surrender to God so that we can experience the fullness of his blessing, the fullness of his presence, the fullness of his power, and the fullness of his participation in our lives. Let us pray. Dear Lord, O oh Heavenly Father, we thank you for today. We ask that the word that goes forth right now in the name of Jesus shall saturate our being from the crown of our heads to the soles of our feet, O oh Heavenly Father. May it stir up something inside of us. May it renew our minds and captivate us that we may be fully persuaded to get in the position which you've already set forth for our lives that we may, that we may experience the fullness of what you have ordained for our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Today we want to look at Romans chapter 12, the first three verses, actually just the first two, and then we will expound a little bit and prayerfully you'll be blessed and you'll be able to apply this to your life and look at life through a different lens, not a religious lens, not a self-made lens, not an educational lens, not a fleshly lens, but through the divine lens of God. We want the eyes of Christ because when I'm in him and he's in me, we are now one and I have the presence of the Father as he had leading me through a fallen perverse, adulterous, and corrupt generation to do that which systems won't allow me to do, which other men won't allow me to do, and which the enemy attempts to stop me from doing because of my ignorance and my lack of enlightenment. Romans chapter 12 verse 1 says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you may present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. We know that this verse is written by the Apostle Paul, who was once Saul, who was touched deeply and immensely by the power of God when he knocked him down on the Damascus Road, headed out to persecute more Christians, and he was fully persuaded and never looked back. He said, I beseech you, meaning I beg you, I plead with you, you know, brethren, those are people that are of like mind, of the same faith, by the mercies of God. God has had mercy on each and every one of us, but he's not only had mercy, he had mercies because his mercy is renewed every day, every morning, every minute, every hour. We're experiencing God's mercy, him not giving us what we do deserve in the name of Jesus because of our sin, because of our rebellion, because of our refusal to acknowledge him as God and what he has done by so loving the world, sending forth his only begotten son, Jesus Christ to die on behalf of our sins and to also realign us back in the position of purpose, you understand? So he goes on to say that in order to get into this place, to fully accept and acknowledge that we are in him and receive Jesus Christ as our, not only our savior, but as our Lord, that we begin to present our bodies a living sacrifice. This is not a request. This is a command. 
that our bodies would be wholly acceptable unto God and it's our reasonable service, meaning it's the least we can do. God is holy. And if any man wants to see his face and experience his presence, man or one man, then you have to get in a position of holiness. Holiness is not something you do. It's not something you wear. It is not a behavior. It is surrendering your life, being submissive to the will, to the ways, to the word of God, so that the presence of God can come upon you, increase in you. He increases and you decrease. And then the holiness of God will begin to subdue you and abide in you. And the very things that used to captivate you, whether it was fornication, whether it was adultery, whether it was a lying spirit, whether it was alcoholism, whether it was drug abuse, whether it was slothfulness, whether it was doubt, fear, whatever it is, it has to flee because darkness cannot dwell where the light has been allowed to come in and take over and reign. So you present your body a living sacrifice and you now open yourself up to experience the fullness of the blessings of God. You go from getting a written word of God to experiencing the rhema word of God, which is God's presence and his wisdom resting upon you, ordering and guiding your steps, leading you into the green pastures, causing you to lay down by the still waters and experience the fullness of bringing heaven into the earth. You now graduate from going into a physical church building of brick and mortar and stained windows and pews and traditions to a mature spiritual physical house that God can inhabit and in him it says in the book of Acts 17 and 28 you can live move and have our being hallelujah in the name of Jesus verse 2 says and be not conformed to this world but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God you see, coming into Jesus Christ is not about religion. It's about relationship. It is not about staying the same. It is about discarding your natural minds, which can only comprehend and accept natural things and get a renewing of your mind. Because when you're conformed to this world, then you only live by the principles of this world. And the principles of this world is to destroy your brother, to cheat your brother, to not love your brother, to go along, to get along, to not acknowledge God or to have a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. We don't want to be a part of that because that robs you of the fullness of your purpose and the fullness of God's presence in your life to order your steps, to fight on your behalf, to open doors for you that need to be opened and that can be opened no other way and to close doors that the enemy has allowed you to anxiously go through so that you can stay on the path in which God has ordained for your life. He says, but be ye transformed by renewing of your mind. This is the Holy Spirit coming upon a vessel that has opened himself up as suggested in the book of Revelations in the third chapter, the 19th and 21st, when God says to uh, the church, he says, behold, I stand at the door and knock. And if any man hears my voice and open the door, I will come into him and will sup with him and him with me. God is once again standing at the door. He is knocking. But can you hear his voice? If you cannot hear his voice, you know that someone is knocking or something is making noise and you may not be moved to open the door. You see, it is a process. He's standing at the door. He's knocking. I hear the knocking. I open the door. I allow him to come into my life, into my heart. 
and then he begins to suck with me, and then he allows me to suck with him, meaning fellowship, meaning intimacy, meaning going into the deeper things of God. He begins to circumcise my ears. He begins to circumcise my heart. He begins to speak divine sweet nothings unto me, which I've never heard before in my educational upbringing, which I've never heard before in my social background, which I've never heard before in the athletic background. God begins to speak promises unto me, which causes my spirit to leap, which causes my, 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 my mind to be still and forget about all of the plans and all of the plotting that I may have been doing to try to escape a situation that has been allowed only to usher me into the relationship, only to allow the fellowship to come forth because God meets us in dark places. It's in the book of Psalms, the 119th chapter uh, verses 67, it says, before I was afflicted, I went astray. You see, before God allows us to go into the valley of the shadow of death, before God allows us to come to stop sign and yield signs and he closes door and he cuts the waters off, the water off in our life or he uh, turns the light off in our life, we go astray. We pay no attention to his word, to his will, to his ways. But as a loving father, he chastened those that he loved that he may bring us back into the path of promotion, the path of prosperity, the path of peace, the path of his participation in our life, that we may not just only accomplish good things, that we may accomplish supernatural things because you live in a world that says the sky is the limit. But you also have a heavenly father who created the heaven and the earth that says in my kingdom, there are no limits. Hallelujah. We want to be transformed by the renewing of our mind that we may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. All he's telling us is become a vessel in which that I can dwell and abide and freely move through that you can prove to those who doubt me, who don't know me or who are unsure about me that I am that I am. As I told Moses when I sent him unto Pharaoh and to the children of Israel, I have many names, but I am is one of those names, meaning I am whatever you need. If you need healing, that is who I am and can be and desire to be to you. If you need reconciliation in your marriage and with your children or other important relationships, I am restoration to those relationships. If you need restoration of your finances, I am Jehovah Jireh who can restore your finances. I am whatever you need, you understand, because I created the heavens and the earth. I sit high above the earth with my foot upon it as my footstool. I go before you. I was with you in your past, bringing you to your present, and I'm already in your future waiting upon you to arrive, but I need you to arrive with a renewed mind. I don't need you bringing your natural mind. Your natural mind conceives natural means of accomplishing natural things. You need a renewed supernatural mind so that when you face Goliath, you won't fear and you'll be certain that the smooth stone and the slingshot that you have is enough to take the giant down. You need a renewed mind so when I speak unto you like Joshua, that you will walk around the wall and not run and you won't fear that nothing has happened as I tell you to walk around it one time each day, not knowing what I'm going to do on the seventh and final day. Hallelujah. You need a renewed mind so that like 
David in the cave of Abdullam, you can sit there and wait upon me like Elijah at the brook of, of, of Sharent that you can sit there, that I can send the raven, the meat-eating raven to bring you flesh and that he will not take one little bite of the stand. You need to renew mine like the woman who built the house for Elijah in 2 Kings 4 and 26 and he gave her the son and the son died and when she came unto him after the son had died, he said unto her, is it well with thee? Is it well with thy husband? And is it well with thy son? And the Bible says she answered, it is well. See, you have to know it is well, no, regardless of the circumstances, the conditions, the confusion that you will find yourself in each and every day as you live this life because you have an, ad an adversary, you have an enemy that does not want you to get this renewed mind. He does not want you to wander into the narrow path, but he does not know you cannot wander into the narrow path. You must be led into the narrow path. You're, you must be illuminated, enlightened to even venture into the narrow path because many are called, but few are chosen. Even fewer will decide to go because many start the race, but few finish the race because the race is not given to the swift nor to the strong, but those that shall endure until the end. Let us say enough is enough. Let us be tired of being tired. Let us quit being the victims and become the victors that the word of God has bestowed upon us. What is man that thou art mindful of him or the son of man that thou have created him a little lower than the angels? The Bible says in the book of Psalms in the eighth chapter, it says that thou has crowned him with glory and with honor and you've given him dominion over the work of thy hands and you've placed all things under his feet. Hallelujah. This is who God has made the man who will accept the process, hallelujah, of getting a renewed mind, allowing the divine nature to cover the natural nature and crucify it, destroy it, because I am a new creation in Christ Jesus, hallelujah. Behold, old things have passed away and all things have become new. This is our heritage. This is the place of victory. This is the place where the light shines brighter than any natural light in the world. This is the place where God will walk unto you and Daniel 11 and 32 will become your reality where it says the people that know their God shall be strong and do great exploits. Great exploits are better than anything you've ever done in the natural or any man has ever attempted to do in the natural. We're talking about doing those things that are beyond our comprehension, our comprehension, beyond our resources, beyond our connections, beyond anything we can ask, think, or imagine. On today, my brothers and sister, I implore you, I beseech you, I just ask that you would open yourself up that the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ can invade, invade, excuse me, your being and begin to take you to new heights, to see new things, to have an expectation that supersedes anything you've ever heard or any person you've ever met because the best is yet to come. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs>